All right, welcome back to the very, actually welcome to the very first episode of this rendition of STAT. I'm your host, Liam Skivington, alongside my partner for today, uh, CT, Mr. Christopher Troy, Boston Red Sox prospect. Chris, how you doing today? Doing well, man. Can't complain. Sunday off day out in the uh, Fort Myers. Just got out here for the first week, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yep, so when did you get out there in Fort Myers for the week? Yeah, I got down on uh, January 7th. I believe that was last Sunday. Okay. So what what is your uh, first week down there been like? It's been good, dude. Just uh, you know, moving into the locker, getting acquainted with uh, with with we're reacquainted rather with uh, with the staff members, resources that we have out there. Um, throw drill work. I'm, I'm sure you probably you could probably you could probably guess what's going <laughs> on, but uh, right now it's a little bit more relaxed, you know, just because it's so early, so. I wanted to get out here just to put myself, my mind, body, spirit in the best possible position come 2024. Mm -hmm. Who else is down there with you, Chris? Anyone at this point or no? Uh, Some guys are still waiting. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 some guys down here. Um, Last night, we actually celebrated Mike Romero's birthday. So uh, Blaze, myself, Philip Sykes, Danny McAlbany, Noah Song, uh, Jarek Godman. Uh, Nico Cavadas. So I mean, we had a few others. So. Whole squad. Of, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of guys down here, which which makes it fun. It's good to run deep when you're going out in Florida, right? Oh, for sure. Um. So, Chris, what is your living situation like down there? Do you have any roommates? Are you? Uh, what's it look like? Yeah. So I'm in a hotel. Um. And I have a roommate. My roommate is Matthew Nido. Okay. How is uh your relationship with Matt? I've I feel like I've heard Matt's a big gamer. I could be wrong on that, though. I could be thinking of yeah, someone else. Not huge, not huge. I mean, he does he does play, but um, I mean, he's he's also one of the best roommates you could have. You know, he's pretty quiet, sticks to himself, really clean dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when when we go back to the hotel room, you know, you're kind of exhausted. So uh, just to, just to have the freedom, and you know, we've roomed together before, so there's there's already kind of an expectation of, of each other. Uh, operates and uh, just try to be respectful of each other's space. How would you rank yourself as a roommate, Chris? I know I'm intentional about trying to be the best roommate that I can be, uh, which I would anticipate that uh, probably half the guys, if they were to say the same, <laughs> they'd probably be lying. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's you know we're all friends and we're all on the same goal, so shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it's nothing new. So looking through your social media, Chris, and just seeing like how you are, you're big on it, doing things with intention. Where did that come from? That's just who I am. I feel like, I feel like, you know, growing up at a young age, it was, it was, it was always, you know, everything to the best of your ability. Excellence is, uh, it's not an expert, I have it, you know? So, uh, you do try to do it to the best of your ability. My dad was a Marine. Um, and my mom was a, was a track star. So you know, between between the two, you, we, we kind of grew up with that, with the discipline and the dedication to do and become whoever and whatever we want to do. So your mom was a track star. That's interesting. Where where would she run uh, or compete? Yeah, so she, yeah she, was, uh, she was running at UCLA uh, for her first year, and that was the extent of her collegiate uh track wow are you are you quick chris do you inherit any of those genes or no 
<laughs> did we uh, we mess around because I'm one of three boys. There's four of us total. We've got an older sister, and um, my dad is big, strong, not fast, and my mom is tall, thin, and fast. And so each uh, each each son um, slowly takes after my mom. So I take most after my dad, uh, which we, he's the biggest, the strongest, and the least athletic, probably. <laughs> um, and then my brother Ryan, he's at UC Santa Barbara, actually pitching. Uh, it's his draft year as well, so that's that's an, it's it's an exciting time for him. But he's a good fifty fifty mix between the size and the speed. And then uh, our youngest. He's a freshman in high school, and he's thin. He's tall and thin, so it takes more after my mom. So, Chris, this last CT, sorry, uh, no this worries. last year, you went to the AFL. Can you talk to me a little bit about that process, like how you got sele- from how you got selected up until the end of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, last year I'd say the the Arizona Fall League was was on the radar. You know, I never had an opportunity to make it there. Um, and it's an accomplishment if if if, if you don't. So um, that was something that I had in the back of my mind. Obviously, I can't control uh, whether or not I get selected to go, but I can control the, my performance to some degree, um, and at least make the conversation a tough one or a conversation to be had. So uh, all the guys over the fall, uh, Chad Emerson, he, he's our manager in Portland. He just pulled us into uh, his office and. Once, once you get the tap on the shoulder saying "come to the office," you know, it was, uh, you kind of you kind of could, could feel that that, that we were going to get some recognition. There's a big group of us there. Farm director Abe's was there. They broke the news, dude, and everyone was, uh, you know, just for the sign, we're going to pull, tapping each other up, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't a huge surprise. Uh, I knew that I knew that it was on my radar, and you know, I felt like. At that point, I put myself in a good position to to be to be nominated. So, uh, just a testament to the work that I put in. So, in 2023, you definitely had like the best year of your professional career so far, striking out almost 40 percent of the batters you faced, which is unbelievable. What came together for you last year, CT, to make you so dominant on the mound? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it was just I felt like it was a matter of time. Um, and I and I feel the same way when I get into the big leagues. Uh, in my mind, there is a version of myself that is a big leaguer, um, and it's just about you know there's some unknown between un, unknown number of throws, unknown number of pitches I need to make in game um, that will that will find myself. And there's a level that I know that I will be a big leaguer, so uh, that's a belief that I feel like I've just always had. And last year, you know, it was it was just I was it was my age twenty three season, and I had a lot more experience, and so I'm getting better with every experience. What have you been? Have you been working on anything specific this off season to bring into twenty twenty four? Yeah, dude, our, uh, our fall league ended uh, ended late, right? So my last time I think it was like November eleventh. If you're listening, you can fact check this, but maybe give me a couple of days plus or minus. Uh, but yeah, I was pitching late into the season, right? So uh, my pitching schedule, my ramp up, my off season looks a little bit different than most. Um, and a lot of the pitchers that went to the fall league are in the same boat. But we um, we're building up later, and that's just because we threw a little bit later. Uh, so the off season, the main the main off season goal that I had for the six weeks that I had in the off season 
uh, was first and foremost spending quality time with my family. Like that was that was that was at the forefront of my mind the entire time, and and, and really spent as much time as I could with them. Uh, and secondly, get my body in a good position, and uh, part of Platinum Fitness. I don't know if. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram and you see, you see mm-hmm. kind of the workouts I've been doing, but um, Peter Park, he's been an incredible mentor, um, trainer for me over the last few years. He's been incredible to me and my brother and my family. Um, I, I trust him a hundred times with whatever he gives me in terms of getting the body right. So the, last, so the six, seven weeks of the offseason, the main focus was just regenerate the body, you know, gain some of the, regain some of the lost strength. Uh, shut off some of the body fat that I can do over the off season. And just get the body in a healthy position to uh, maintain the volume that I'm going to be gaining throughout the rest of the spring training season. Have you set, and maybe it's too early, maybe you don't even do this at all, before a season, do you set any like personal benchmarks for yourself that you want to reach? And if so, have you done that yet? Definitely. Definitely. I feel like... Um, very goal oriented and for better or for worse, you know, there's, there's, you go down the rabbit hole and eventually you hear somebody say, um, to measure your inputs and only make goals on your daily habits and the outputs will take care of themselves. And, um, you know, for me, I think it's both, I think it's good to both have external go external goals and, uh, kind of those input inputs. So, right. So like a goal for me every day on a daily basis is just when I'm playing catch, be intentional with every throw that I make. Because I know that intentionality with each pitch, with each throw, is how I'm going to get better. Um, so, as far as like an external goal, uh, goal more in the traditional sense, I want to be a big leader this year. I want to debut. You cut out, Chris. I apologize. I heard yeah, a no goal in a traditional sense. Yeah, I want to be a big leader this year, and I want to debut. Wow incredible incredible do you how how attainable do you feel that is chris i mean i think if i go out there and i'm 97 plus and i strike out to an inning and keep the walks down i think i put myself in a pretty good position to do so i saw that you were i do follow you on social media and i saw that you've been working out with a former red sox prospect ryan sheriff and his it looks like a makeshift backyard is that his house can you tell me a little bit about that yeah, I mean that's just, dude. I, I I feel I feel extremely grateful because I have such a good team around me, um, and they're not just they're not just good to me, but they're good to my brother, they're good to my family. Um, and Ryan Sheriff was another one. I was living in West LA, probably no was another area, um, and I knew that he was close. We had met last off season, talked a little bit, and I knew that he was out there. I saw what he was doing on social media. He reached out to me, asked me when I was coming back to the off season. And um, I mean, it was it was it was free just because of his house, and he's got everything you need, dude. I mean, we we were we were in the, we were in the backyard grinding, so it was a uh, it was a good time. The setup sick. And, uh, honestly, sheriff is he's a beast. He knows his stuff. And I learned a lot from him. So, does he have like a like a rotation of guys coming in and out, or is yeah, it just kind of like for his personal? Fr- oh, he does. It's like it's like a business. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's giving kids lessons. Dude, these kids are like twelve years old, and they're doing things that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know even existed until I got with the Red Sox. And the twelve year olds, <laughs> I'm like, you guys have no idea how lucky you guys are to to be doing just like all the right things. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. And to be learning directly from like people like you and people like Ryan who have been there, done that and are successful at it, like that's such an incredible experience for them. Did you ever have an experience like that growing up? Yeah, dude. And, and uh, you know, I want to clear the air. You know, I feel like I haven't been there, done that. Uh, Sheriff for sure has. He's, he's had his fair share of time in the big leagues. Uh, I'm still on the come up, still grinding. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, can't, can't, can't take too much credit. Um, but yeah, I think with any profession, though, right? Like the further you get along, like, yeah, it's higher quality baseball players or, yeah, it's higher quality podcasters. But in my in my experience, like, it's also just generally higher quality people you know like more positive energy there's 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 habits there's discipline and and all of the principles that um, are required for that success to give place in whatever profession you're in and i think and i think the mark of you know a good human is being being generous with their time being generous with their knowledge and just helping people because they can and to not expect anything in return um, and so, you know, along the way, there's, there's been, there's been a number of coaches, um, number of teammates, players, you know, that really just took a chance on me and it really helped me. So you grew up on the West coast, right? Yes, sir. Who was um, your baseball California. team growing up? Uh, so I got recruited in catcher. I never pitched until I got to college and uh, I grew up a Giants fan, which was an incredible time to be a Giants fan. I had three rings and Buster Posey. On every billboard ever, so to be uh, to be a young catcher, you know, in the big it was it was it was a great time. When did you make that uh, full transition from catching to pitching? Freshman year of college. What brought that about? I mean, yeah, you know, I was in addition. Like I was, I was known for the arm. You know, um, I'm, I'm had some DP power. Um, <laughs> Slide spin, anything over eighty five. But, but some good juice and BP. I was a good showcase catcher, good pop time. Um, and, you know, I was a competitor, played hard, uh, loud, vocal, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but freshman year at UC Santa Barbara, Coach Chex wanted me to get on the mound. I think in my first bullpen, I hit 98. So he saw that. Um, their advanced data analytics team saw saw the, the fastball profile. I had to see that through the rest is history wow 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 all right chris so i know you have you're big into um like off-field ventures investing stuff like that right yes sir what made you be like um give you that business mind that entrepreneurial spirit yeah um mark Cuban says business is the ultimate sport and michael jordan since scott is in George worth three billion dollars. Michael Jordan says competing in a business is one of his greatest one of his greatest competitions. And so when you have Mark Cuban, Michael Jordan saying those things, you know, it's it's. uh, I mean, I've just found it in my own life, right? Like it's 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 just who I am. It's a it's it's a part of what I do. Um, You know, I think I think as humans, we have multiple interests. Uh, to say that to say that you only have one interest and you should focus on one thing um, is probably a disservice uh, to most people. And I think that um, you know I was I was I was just a typical kid with lemonade stand. You know, I like growing up just wanted to, wanted to figure out how to make money. Love playing Monopoly. Um, just who I am. I grew up 
who I became. So um, the baseball lifestyle mixed with uh, digital leverage for sure is, is uh, I guess, conducive to what I do off the field um, because dude, there's, there's a lot of downtime. There's a ton of downtime. And that's what most people don't realize. You know, we spend we spend a lot of time in hotels. We spend a lot of time in different cities. And for me, just to be able to look up the the, the nearest coffee shop and get out and go explore a city that way by finding a coffee shop and opening up a laptop, it's just been. I mean, the two go hand in hand. Are you into like? Are you into like day trading? Anything like that? Like Bitcoin? What like? Uh, where do your investments kind of? Where do you lean specifically? Real estate, or are you all over the place? Yeah, uh, heavily focused in real estate, just because it's a it's a game that that I enjoy playing. Um, you know, I've got one of my really good, uh, one of my best friends, Jake Cosio, grew up together, played together. His dad was a big mentor of ours. Bought our first property together in 2019. Actually, partnered on it. Um, we we're sophomores in college. It was like a fun backyard. Wow! So first rental property. So. Real estate's a game that I like to play, um, but you know I invest in index funds, Roth IRA, four hundred one k, all of those kinds of things. Uh, I think personal finance in general is too warm. But I'm really you know, pushing the gas pedal on, and it's, it's real estate investing. Do you have like is this all through like your own head, like your own research, your own knowledge, or do you have someone like on your team that's helping you with this? I mean, I've been doing it for what five, six years now, you know. So uh, when mm-hmm. I was first starting out, when I was first starting out, you know, it was, I wanted financial freedom. And a little bit of money, I'd be you know, 18, 19 years old. I kind of wanted the lifestyle that came along with it, you know, do whatever I want, whatever I want, whatever I want. Who doesn't want that? But I think that, I think that, I think that in general, I mean, the, the average American is obese. Um, and nine to five, and it has a hundred dollars in the bank account. You know, so I think I think I think for the average American, taking action towards that kind of dream, towards that kind of lifestyle, is the tough part. And I think for me, I probably err on the side of taking too much action. Maybe sometimes biting off more than I can chew. Um, and I mean, it was it was it was it was. I started in dividend stocks. Realized that you know, getting pennies from Apple. Every quarter wasn't wasn't the way it wasn't the quickest way for me. So I said, "What's next?" Uh, Listen to some podcasts and just kept researching, reading everything that I could. I knew that my buddy Jake, his dad was in real estate, very successful, um, and so him and I, you know, we we uh, started talking about. It. I got the conversation rolling. So I was looking at our first property, Let's see how much money we can we can come up with between each other, and got it done, dude. And so that's five, six years ago. But now, you know, we have a team and um very grateful for the help that, 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 that they, they they provide, while, especially while I'm in season playing baseball. Yeah, so your off-field life is just as busy as your on-field life, huh? I, I mean, it's busy when I want it to be busy. You know, I, mm-hmm. if, if I don't want it to be busy, I can just close the laptop and do whatever I want to do. That's what's nice about it, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. If I want to be busy, just open it up and get to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, CT. Well, before we let you go here, and I appreciate you taking the time, especially on a Sunday, I have one last sure. question for you, or actually two, sorry, two. With all the chaos that's been this Boston Red Sox offseason, 
What's your opinion on it? I think there's a lot of good players in the organization. I think we have the right people and the right leadership roles. Uh, I know Boston's a big market for big families. Baseball is a weird sport. Spring Hall isn't the one that wins every year. Um, I'd probably venture to say that's not the highest payroll. Uh, I think the Rangers disproved that this last year, but a uh, little bit of a fluke uh, in terms of in terms of having the highest payroll winning season. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. how often that happens, but yeah, baseball is a weird sport, and all it takes is one good one player to have an outstanding year and everyone else to do their job. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the young core. I'm excited for the group of guys that I'm around. I'm excited for the leadership uh, that we have. And I think that with anything else, dude, you just got to compete every day. Mm-hmm. And my last question for you, CT, is what advice do you have for the younger generation? Kids are starting to play baseball younger and younger now. What advice do you have for that generation coming up to be as successful as you've been up to this point? That's a good question. I I, uh, I got asked this a couple times, I think, especially on one of the podcasts I did with UCSB, and I said never give up. And I know that was a little bit cliche, um, a little bit too simplified, but um, I'm going to stand by that. And I'm going to say, you know, if you never take yourself out of the race, then it becomes a matter of time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what's, uh, that's what's kept me going. That's what's, that's what's fueled my discipline, my motivation day in, day out to get the work that I know I need to get done, done. Um, and that's, I, I truthfully believe that for me, it's just a matter of why it's not a matter of if. And uh, I felt that way even before probably I had the right to feel that way. CT, thank you so much for joining STAT. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to watching you shove in 2024, and hopefully we'll talk to you again here soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. STAT, where the game's heartbeat never fades.